0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Chanel Thompson, your host for the Justice Leads Conversation, founder and CEO of Brick by Brick Consulting NC. Today, we are at Fearless Winston-Salem, and we're going to be interviewing Jen Brown, who is the founder of this wonderful um, organization. Jen and I are going to be talking about the ballot and what things are on our ballot for the November 6th election. So I'm going to give Jen a minute to introduce herself, and then we're going to jump into some questions. First off, thank you for having me.
1: I'm super excited to be chatting with you. It was great to meet you on Monday. I'm Jen Brown. As you heard, I run Fearless Winston Salem and another company called The Engaging Educator. At Fearless, we put our money where our mouth is, technically. We strive to uplift women. We have a collaborative collective and social space for and by women. When I say that, people kind of look at me and they're like, What are you collecting? What does that mean? For example, today, we had a meditation class. We have a co-working session going on because we offer co-working Monday through Friday. This afternoon, we have an investment class and we have a trauma class and then we have a holiday. I think she's making spooky terrariums. Is her? It's really like bringing all the crafts and coming in. And then there's one of our members are actually around the corner that's releasing a new perfume that she designed. At the women's shop that's around the corner called urban girl so we're all about uplifting women whether that be with skills whether that be with knowledge whether that be with support or structure whatever that looks like
0: for a woman that's what we're about here sounds good so we're gonna jump right in so I saw a header on Facebook about a conversation that was going to help individuals be able to talk to people about the ballot that was coming up Um, and I know one of the things that I find myself really frustrated with is when we talk to people about voting, number one, they'll say, well, I only vote in the important elections. And then you find yourself saying, well, all elections are important. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, well, there's no one on the ballot that I want to vote for. And so they don't take a minute to even look to see what are all the other things that are on the ballot. So I was really excited that there was an opportunity for me to come learn, get some more information to be able to have, um, informative um, and challenging conversations mm-hmm. to encourage people not only to vote, but to make sure that they're educated and informed voter. Mm-hmm. So there are six amendments that are going to be on the ballot in November. Let's let's jump right in and let's just start talking about them. So I know one of the things is, um, number one, make sure you turn the ballot over. <laughs> yes. And go <laughs> all the way to the bottom. Make sure that you're voting for everything. Outside of that, let's start the conversation. What things would you encourage listeners to um make sure they look out for and make sure they're informed about.
1: I think the first thing that everyone forgets to take advantage of is the fact that you can print out or look at a composite ballot at any point. You can enter your exact location to get your specific district. So if you're in district 74 or 75, whoever you're voting for, there are some things that affect all of us, like the D.D. Adams Virginia Fox race is for all of us. And then this backside that we're talking about, these constitutional amendments, really doing the research and looking at what they're asking and then asking those deeper questions of like, what ID are they discussing in one amendment? What kind of protection for victims are they discussing in another? Who is a victim? The problem with these constitutional amendments, I think, that that strike me is they're very vague. They're written in a way that if you're not saying, huh, what does this mean? You might think that it sounds great. So I think that's the biggest thing that we all can do is educate ourselves beforehand. Right. Really look at it, read it, pay attention, and ask questions.
0: Right. And then the other thing, um, we have young voters that are going to the polls this year. Our youngest daughter will be voting for the first time um, in this election, and she is really, really hype about it. She is actually coming home from college because she doesn't want to vote early. She wants to vote on election day. And I'm going to honor her in that way to make sure I show up at the polls with her as our last child like we've done with all our other kids to say that this is important, your vote matters. Mm -hmm. What conversations should we be having with our college students who are maybe going to be voting for the first time, they're voting absentee ballot, and many of them, all they know is they're supposed to vote. What kinds of conversations should we be having I legit,
1: and I can show you, you won't see it at home, have goosebumps thinking about the young voters and people actually making a difference to go out and vote. I think the conversation with a young voter is the same as an older voter that has never voted before, is the same as someone who's like, oh, this election isn't important. You need to look into it. You need to educate yourself. You need to say, okay, what am I voting on? I never knew I could look at a sample ballot beforehand. Never knew that. I have a stack of them printed in the space for people to pick up at any point, take them home, look at them online, because you need to know what these candidates stand for. I was talking to someone recently, and they were like, oh, well, the local stuff doesn't matter in the national world. I'm like, no, 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 this is where it all starts. Right. Like, and that, I think, is one of the biggest conversations to have with young people is local matters local shapes the national conversation if we're not paying attention to these school board races if we're not paying attention to these local house and the the local house races we're never gonna make a change on a larger level exactly
0: so let's talk a little bit about these six amendments mm-hmm. and so I know that there is a push we don't tell people how to vote but this is one time when you know brick by brick we are not a bipartisan I am about um, really getting down to the matter mm-hmm. whoever has The matter of the people at heart then that's what we're about so i'm not going to put you on the spot oh you can put me on the (laughs) spot right so we're telling people number one when you go and you start looking at amendments people when they don't understand things are likely always going to vote for it because Mm -hmm. they don't understand why they should vote against it and Mm -hmm. this is one time when we need people to know vote against Mm -hmm. and you're seeing a lot of ads to say vote no which could confuse people because they get there and they're like well there's no no on this ballot Mm -hmm. um Let's talk about why, why, why this against is going to be so important um, in this election for these six amendments.
1: I think the, the most general way to describe why the against is so important, and we're also not a bipartisan organization, I mean by existing, by empowering women, we're a political organization. Mm-hmm. We welcome people with all sorts of conversations, it has to be a conversation though. No one is forcing information, and I'm very outspoken about my beliefs. So tapping into that answer with the idea of voting against, the biggest overarching problem is how vague they are. It is essentially a blank check. So the hunting and fishing, you're looking at it and going, oh, right, no big deal. I don't want that taken away. Well, on the, on the event on Monday, the person from the ACLU couldn't even figure out why something like this was on it, because our rights to hunt and fish aren't threatened. Right. And then you look at it a little deeper, and it's the question mark of, oh, well, they could technically say you could hunt in a public park. Do you want someone hunting with a rifle in a public park where your kids might be around? And then you look at the one for Marcy's Law, I looked at it originally, I've heard the commercials saying, oh, I want to protect victims, it's domestic violence month, I've been a victim of domestic violence, my mom has, Like I, I get this one. And then I dug deeper on it and I said, oh, well this actually takes away a lot of rights for victims, it, it publicizes things, it makes families have the ability to make choices for a victim, which takes away the empowerment of a victim, and then who's the victim? I mean, look at the national conversations that we're having right now. Right. Trump just yesterday said flat out, "Women that come forward to to report rape are evil, bad people." Right. He sees Kavanaugh as a victim. Right. So,
0: so and his family and it, his children. Exactly.
1: Like. And and regardless how you feel about it, aside, I think empowering the person is is the most important thing. And something like this, again, the, the vagueness, the way that this can be taken in any way. Because if we vote for this, you essentially are giving, and I'm using Jen Jones from Democracy NC's quote on this, you're giving a blank check to the administration. You are saying, hey, we're good with this. You do whatever you want because it is that vague. Right. And that's the problem. So voter ID, all of that, There, it's not specific enough. Maybe you believe in some of these things. This is not the amendment to vote for, though. This is the one to vote against, all of them, because they are too vague. Ask for something specific. You deserve it. And I'm going to hop on my horse for one more moment in the sense of politicians work for us. Right. They work for the people. So asking them to be more specific and bring this back to us, that's not above and beyond.
0: Their job is to serve us not their own interests exactly so one of the things let's talk a little bit about this um voter ID law um, as you mentioned um, Jen Jones was here from Democracy NC leading the conversation and she made some very interesting points um, there's a lot of misinformation mm-hmm. that people are voting illegally mm-hmm. and that's why we need to go and require people to have ID in order to vote But when they went and looked at the statistics in North Carolina, they could only bring up from 2000 to 2012, two instances where a voter tried to use illegal ID to vote twice. And so the amount of money that we are spending Mm -hmm. to create a law that would make a hardship for a very um, large group of people, and typically we're talking about low income, we're talking about the disabled, we're talking about the elderly, we are putting undue hardship for them to vote in order to fix a problem that does not exist why are we doing that
1: i think it's honestly personally i think it's a scare tactic in so many ways the fact that people are getting mobilized the fact that people are speaking up the fact that so many people are voting for the first time that threatens the old white establishment as as a privileged white woman i can acknowledge that white women screwed up i didn't That doesn't make me better. White women as a whole did. So I take complete, like that that weight is on me to talk to my friends that think everything is fine and wonderful and that ask to have voter ID in this specific way and and not specific way for this amendment and and blowing it up, saying there's all these fraudulent voters and all of this is happening and dead people are voting and all this crazy talk. I think is to scare people to think that they need a voter ID. So that way we limit the people that actually vote. Because if you think about it, that voter ID is not going to affect the, the old white establishment. And I can say that, and that means whatever it means to the listener. I know what it means to me. That voter ID is going to affect people that haven't thought that they, they were going to vote and now are affected by all of the stuff that's happening right now. And I think 100%, It's like I've said it a a, a few times now, and I clearly get worked up about it, because this is something that I feel so strongly about, that we don't need a different kind of ID. I remember going to my uh, polling place, and I was so happy to vote. I brought in my little voter registration card, and this was uh, during the 2016 election, and they asked me, they're like, oh, we need another ID. And I was like, no, you don't. I have my voter ID card. And they said, no, we need another ID. And I said, we absolutely do not need another ID. I know what you're trying to do right now. I have my card. This is my place. I'm voting. And she held me off to the side. And I'm a girl from Brooklyn, so I'm not going to back down when some... Little lady tells me, "Oh, sweetie, you look liberal right now, probably. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna let you vote, or I'm gonna make whatever choice I want right now with you coming in with your man bun husband <laughs> and like at, And and I don't back down. A lot of people around here would back down. Right. I think a lot of uh, and I feel like we have to fight that as much as possible right. to actually get the politicians working for the people and not the people with the checkbook. Exactly
0: and um our last question so that we can wrap up and then we will encourage listeners to go to the websites get more information you all can text in if you have any questions and we'll do some follow-ups um so when we talk about these kind of power plays when we talk about these types of blank checks um what's the last message for those of us who are out here and we've got 35 34 35 days i believe until election um What would you encourage the people who are out here canvassing every day and we're checking every nook and cranny, trying to make sure that people understand that you can go to the polls, you can vote. How do we keep them encouraged when we keep hearing this kind of craziness over and over? Go with them, bring them. Early voting, you can register
1: when you early vote. Um, early voting starts, I think, October 17th yes. and runs till November 2nd. Mm-hmm. So you can go to register at the same time in North Carolina. You don't have to say, oh, well, I didn't register, so I can't vote this time. You have a chunk of days right. that you can go and, and bring people, offer to drive people, talk to as many people as possible. And if you have time, stand outside those early voting places Ask if they understand the amendments. You don't have to tell them how to vote because no one likes being told how to do anything. Right. At the same time, ask them if they understand what voter ID. Ask them if they understand why a hunting and fishing amendment is on the ballot. And a, a woman, a council, council person said I think that one of the reasons why it's on there is to encourage more rural voters to get out there, take away their rights, right? And it's it's the biggest thing that we can do if we understand is to tell people. So ask five people if they're voting. Tell five people about the amendment. Do it in the next two weeks. That's it. It's it's really simple.
0: Post on your social media, post on your Facebook. Right. Keep that conversation going. Keep it going, keep it going. And I think the last thing that I would like to remind listeners is that this is not the presidential election, so it is not an electoral vote. We need numbers at the polls. And so we've got to be able to combat all of the scare tactics to decrease the number of people who show up to be able to change this. And I think at at the root of all of that, that's the biggest challenge. People recognize that and so they're using a lot of scare tactics to try and keep the masses at home so that we can't change the votes. There are a lot of things at stake in North Carolina over the next um, month and a few days. Voters, please get out to vote. Take a first time voter with you, encourage them to vote as well. This is Chanel Thompson, founder and CEO of Brick by Brick Consultant. Thank you for joining us on our Justice Leads conversation today. And I will remind you again that you can be an advocate or an ally, but please don't ever be silent. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.